This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 20. Thank you for joining us once more at this monthly look at all things AE. I'm Scott Vanderpool, the uh, Chief Architect and Bottle Washer of the Artist Edition Index, which can be found at aeindex.org. Um, this month, we finally I finally got uh, my review of Will Eisner's A Contract with God Curator's Collection up online, and I also made some uh, promises about uh, Artist Edition portfolios, but uh, they are yet to be fulfilled. Let's jump into our regular monthly schedule and take a look at shipping changes. Now, shipping changes can always be located at the website, aeindex.org. You can click on AEindex at the top in the menu, or you can click on the Artist Edition Index banner at the front page, and that will take you to our Artist Edition Gallery Edition Original Art Archives Index. <clears throat> yes, I'm still keeping that ridiculously long name. It's, uh, it's a part of me now, I think. I'm just going to stay with it. Changes this month. All right. Thicker Than Blood, the collected artwork edition. Schedules will move to July 4th. Uh, I checked Diamond uh, today and there's no stock, so there's no way that's going to ship next week. Terry Moore, Strangers in Paradise, gallery edition, changed the date to July 4th. Uh, I checked stock on Diamond and that's not there. That's not going to ship either. Um, Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 2, Artist Edition, has moved to August 1st. Those are the changes on our schedule um a few other comments while we're here uh, lone wolf and cub gallery edition that's uh, th- i think that's a sure thing it's in stock and uh we should see that next week which is july 4th um i saw a pdf preview of that it looks awesome so they've uh sort of taken the uh, original artwork translated in english um from their digital files maybe from the omnibuses and if that's on the left side on the right side is the complete yeah, I'm sorry, on the right side is the original artwork. So there's uh, there's a bunch of pages uh, leading up to the final uh, battle. And then they've got the complete final battle of the story. So um, it's a really nice looking collection. Like I said, unfortunately I've only seen a PDF of it, but I was reading it on my, um, I got the iPad Pro, the 12.9 inch, and that's where I'm doing most of my comic reading now digitally. Obviously except for the artist edition uh, format books. But it looks, it's nice. So I'm really looking forward to that book coming out next month. And uh, it's interesting that uh, we had the uh, Dark Horse book last month. We have a Dark Horse book this month. Uh, I'm sorry. We had, yeah, Dark Horse book next month. So that's good looking. Let's take a look at the July uh, previews, solicitations. Uh, two books were solicited. Um, wow, I'm umming a lot today. Sorry about that. One is an artisan edition, and one is a solicit through Diamond of a previously crowdfunded book. So let's look at those two. First up is The Abyss, artisan edition, or James Cameron's The Abyss, artisan edition, adapted by Michael William Kaluta. I think until this book is in my hands and I can see the indices, I won't really know what the actual title is. I've seen it uh, a bunch of different ways, so let's go with that anyways. Here's the blurb. Now, in the one-of-a-kind artisan edition format, the comic adaptation of the Academy Award-winning film from the director of Aliens, Avatar, The Terminator, and Titanic. 
1989, writer Randy Stradley and acclaimed artist M.W. Kaluta released their comic adaptation of James Cameron's Academy Award-winning film The Abyss. The story of the crew of an experimental underwater diving rig called Deep Core and their dangerous mission to the bottom of the ocean in search of a missing U.S. submarine that would change the world and their lives forever. Now, IDW Publishing is proud to bring you The Abyss in our artisan edition format, presented with the exacting quality standards as our award-winning artist edition series just at a smaller and more manageable size. Nearly every page has been scanned from M.W. Kaluta's incredible original art in full color in order to capture all the nuances that make original art special and unique blue pencil notations, tape, whiteout, and more. Advanced solicited for November release. 2019 marks the 30th anniversary of the Abyss. Gallery section includes sketches and preliminaries by M.W. Kaluta. So, release date, November 14th, 2018. It's 9 by 12. It's 80 pages. It's 40 U.S. Um, I see that's a smaller page count than the normal artist's edition size. I just It's always interesting to see when they decide to release something in artisan edition as opposed to artist edition sort of like the TMNT uh, I can understand why they did that because it was just uh, it was the same first issue in multiple formats uh, this is a complete story though um, but surprised maybe there's just maybe they can't publish an 80 page book at a price point that's still profitable I don't know that's a Scott Dunbeer question we'll have to get that to him uh, along with the other things Let's look at our select and second solicitation. is P. Craig Russell's The Jungle Book and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. Here's the blurb. This beautiful 12 by 17 inch oversized hardcover features complete stories scanned from P. Craig Russell's stunning original art. This 148 page fine art edition includes the following complete Jungle Book stories. The King's Ancus, Red Dog, and The Spring Running. The other stories included are three of P. Craig Russell's most acclaimed early works, Siegfried and the Dragon, La Sonambula and the City of Sleep and Breakdown on the Starship Remembrance. While appearing to be in black and white, each page has been scanned and colored to recreate as closely as possible the experience of viewing the actual originals, including blue pencils, notes, art corrections, and more. Pages are reproduced at original size on heavy paper stock to provide fans, aficionados, and collectors with the best possible reproductions. It's being released through Diamond on August 29th. It's 12 by 17, 100, I have 144 pages and 125 U.S. Um, this was released, uh, it was Kickstarter funded, it came out last year. I've got it reviewed on the site, so come on the site, check the reviews, you'll see it. It's a great book, got a great review. But uh, if you didn't take part in the Kickstarter and you didn't want to order from directly from Wayne Allen Herald, who is the producing it uh, in conjunction with P. Craig Russell, then this is a good opportunity. I would definitely say it's good for people who are overseas or not in the United States. And um, unfortunately, uh, with shipping a large book like this in the United States, I mean, shipping to Canada is just, was expensive. Shipping to Europe was worse. So this is a good opportunity for uh, people outside of the U.S. to get a copy of this book, which is awesome because it's a great book. And now the... Uh, they kickstarted the next one that's coming out uh, this year in September, I think. And then uh, I was talking to Wayne, and uh, the third one's coming, and it's going to be great. That's the one I'm looking forward to actually the most is the third one. Hasn't been announced yet, though, so I won't say anything. All right, those are the solicitations. Good stuff. Um, wow, I'm still umming. i got to stop doing that. I don't know where that comes from. Moving on. Let's move on to May 2018 sales numbers. One book was released. 
in May of 2018 in the Artist Edition format, and that was Will Eisner's A Contract with God Curator's Collection. Uh, the chart has uh, been updated now. Diamond is releasing the top 500 graphic novels, and this still didn't make the list. Um, the item 500 was 242, so this means it was less than that. I would say, as always, because um, Dark Horse uh, sells through many more places than just Diamond. So I would say a lot of the orders for this book went through Amazon or other such online or, um, opportunities, and that is why it didn't make the Diamond top chart. It is, uh, as I said, I got the review. We're going to talk about that later, but that's the only book. I mean, when we look at June, we had the one book, which was Frank Cho's uh, Savage Wolverine Artist Edition. That came out this week um, because I think I talked about it earlier, but I've switched to getting some of my books through the U.S., so I'll be a few weeks behind on reviewing some books in that f- uh, in the, the IDW books. So we'll see how that goes, but so please be patient with me. I uh, can talk about that in a minute. All right, let's look at the out-of-print sales for May 2018. Uh, the list keeps expanding. I um, some have come in. If they come in and out, you know out of stock and then back in stock, I leave them on this list. This is where we're looking at sales of books on Diamond, and uh, this it's, the list is rapidly growing. Again, I'm only gonna, you can catch this online aindex.org. Take a look on the sales solicits. Um, tab and you'll see this right there. Let's talk about what actually sold on eBay last month. Alien, the illustrated story, the original art edition, two copies sold for $102.50. Dave Stevens, the Rocketeer Artist Edition, one copy sold of the first print for $359.99. Wow. It's nice to see that book get the get the credit it deserves for um, first print, first artist edition format book. All right, second printing of that book, one sold for one sixty two sixty eight. So again, a nice premium there. David Mazzicelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition, two copies sold, two fifty seventy five is the average. So there's another. That one's always leading the pack. It seems uh, consistent sales of uh, well over cover price because of no reprint. I assume. Gene Colan's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition, two copies sold, one hundred nine ninety seven average. Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider Man Artist Edition. Two copies sold, average of seventy-seven forty-seven. Now this is an older book. I mean, it came out in uh, January twenty thirteen. Finally went out of stock, uh, and uh, now it's um, getting some moves on the aftermarket. Five copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four: The World's Greatest Artist Edition for an average of one hundred eight sixty. Wow, one fifty cover price. That's a bargain. And I think we've mentioned this before, or I mention it every month. I mean, if you're in the U.S., you can you can get this stuff mailed to you media mail for you know five to ten dollars. And if you're somewhere else, Canada, than Europe, and you ask one of these sellers to sell it to you, you're going to pay 60 bucks. So eBay deals, not so great if you're not in the United States buying um, books from a U.S. seller. All right, moving on. Two copies of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition for an average of 123.73. Two copies of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition for 125 average. That's uh, moving up a little bit there. One copy of Marvel Covers Artist Edition First Printing, one hundred nine ninety nine. Two copies of Mike Mignola's Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition, eighty two average. I mean that's that's a great price considering the second print came out of that. It went up to, cover price went up to one fifty, and here you're getting that. That's well below cover for the first print. One copy of P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition for ninety nine ninety nine. So a bit of a deal there too. I think it was cover was one twenty five on that. Spawn Vault Edition, one copy sold, one twenty-five, bargain. 
Star Wars Dark Times Gallery Edition, one copy, thirty-three fifty-seven. Always that low end for that book. I mean, it is the smallest artist edition format book out there, but uh, that's still pretty low. Two copies of Stranko Nick Fury Agent of Shield Artist Edition for an average of one ten fifty-five. One copy of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition first print sold for one seventy-five ninety-nine. Now there's a that's a bit of a premium, not too bad. And that's it for. Uh, Sales for eBay, not uh, not bad. Uh, some ones that we expect to be overcover, I think, are maintaining that, but a lot of them are undercover there, and especially the more recent ones, definitely bargains. Um, this month is a bit slow for me on the site. I did uh, some vacationing, and uh, work has been crazy, so I haven't. Uh, had uh, as much free time as I normally have to work on things, and as well, um, you know, I was on the books all the time, every day, photos, blah, blah, blah. But I have updated every photo of every review. Everything's moved from Comic Daily to AEindex.org. So everything's up to date. So then I thought, I've, you know, when May came around and one book was released and now June's over and one book is released, I think, wow, that gives me some free time for other reviews. I'm trying to do some reviews of books that aren't original art size, Along with the artist editions, right? I did the I did the Nexus Chronicles, and I'll do the uh, Gary Gianni uh, Hellboy uh, book studio edition uh, next month. But uh, I thought, you know, I looked at my closet and I realized I have bought five of the artist uh, edition portfolios, and I was always against buying them. I thought, man, you know, couldn't they put these in a book? Some of them are. 20 pages, some are 8 pages, but uh, I wrote a little bit about it online, and uh, really came from me finding them for amazing bargains, and Scott Dumbier saying that the portfolio line was dead, and uh, unfortunately we never got to see the uh, that Alex Toth one that was cancelled, and that was it, but uh, I think two years ago, uh, Fan Expo Toronto, uh, I got the Neil Adams through color for $5.00. Um, I was in London at Heroes, uh, London, Ontario, at Heroes Comic Shop. And I got the EC covers for $30. They had, the, they had a bent corner. And uh, I also got the Lawnmower Man for $10 and the Michael Golden G.I. Joe yearbook. I think I picked up somewhere else for 15 I mean, the deals were just amazing. And uh, I couldn't pass them up, but I thought, well, I'm going to stick these in the closet. I, I've got, I don't know, I've probably got about 200 portfolios. That's what I, uh, it's funny, when I was in high school, I started collecting uh, posters, and then when I was out of university and had a little more money, I was on eBay and was buying portfolios, and then that transitioned to original artwork, and then I sold all my original artwork, and uh, most of my original artwork, and then focused on artist editions, but uh, never, uh, never got rid of the portfolios, and now I'm picking up a few extra here and there, so it's interesting. So I will be reviewing these portfolios. Like I said, I've got, I'm sorry, I said I had five, but I have four. I will uh, review these. I'll watch for the other ones as a bargain. And as I get them, I'll review them. It won't be anything consistent. And now uh, I posted this uh, on June 15th, and somebody emailed me. Peter K. emailed me and asked me if I was going to add this to my list. Was this going to appear on the index? I said no. I'm going to do it separately. I have been working on a little separate index to go with uh, the the full artist edition index, or the index, as it's uh, labeled on the site, 
just to cover books that are not full size, uh, books that I reviewed, books I'd like, I think should be um, in this sort of category. It's not going to be a complete list in any way. I mean, there's many, many books out there that feature comic art at reduced sizes. Uh, I'd like to focus on things that have full stories. So, and I've reviewed th- those that have been published. I have reviewed on the site. You can find them all, but there's they're not listed anywhere in the in the index. So I'm going to add another page to the index for those kind of books and for the portfolios. So the ancillary items that go along with collecting artist edition format books, which I think is going to be worthwhile. And it helps me to get a few more reviews up on the site. All right, let's take a look at the one review I did this month. And uh, I shouldn't really give a little preface there. It was released May 30th, but it took me until June 29th to review it. And uh, that was partially because I was busy, it was on vacation, but also I just, I, I was, I felt a bit, uh, it felt a bit daunting. Um, two volumes, you know, in a slipcase, and as well, um, I have a Patreon going, and my Patreon hit the $50 point where I said I'd start doing videos. So I got my videos, I, I'm sorry, I got my photos of this book, I decided on a format of how to do it, and it's uh, one picture of the pencil book, one picture of the ink book, and then I sort of... Uh, duplicated that through the through the review but I wanted to get videos going and I thought I don't know how I want to do video so I went on YouTube I looked at videos of artist editions now and some of them are people opening the book and they talk about let's look at this panel and talk about this style and let's look at that and I thought ah, no I don't want to go that detailed in the video review because I want I don't want to do separate video reviews I want to have the video review appear at the bottom of the review so if you've read my review if you've looked at the pictures, what is the video going to do for you? I mean, I don't have a lot of text going in my written reviews. Um, I've started to add, I think we talked about it as well, I've started to add a personal opinion at the bottom of the reviews. I used to just do, um, you know, book blurb, book info, and then uh, be very clinical. And now I'm providing uh, personal insight as well at the bottom. Not not a big, long, personal uh, perspective, but something short, and just to talk of the book. So for the video, I tried to, um, you know, put the book on a stand. Use my, I'm still using my iPhone because that's, um, but I got a, uh, I got a stand for it uh, with a clip, so I can uh, take videos and then put it on. A, and then I thought I'd, I'll flip each page. I'll, I'll pause, flip each page, so people can actually get a, a full view of the book. Not and. Uh, I'll speak about sort of the same thing I talked about in the review and add a bit of ancillary information as I do on the podcast here. So the video may be a combination of a culmination of uh, what's some of what's in the review, some of what I talk about on the podcast. So that you can go to the site and uh, and watch the video if you want to, and as opposed to if you want something beyond. Uh, the written review and the pictures. Um, as I said, I don't want to do. I don't want to do something separate. I want to do it at the bottom. I'm going to share it probably the same way I do the uh, podcast, where I have complete control. I'm using I'm using CloudUp for my storage, uh, which is owned by WordPress or Automatic, which owns WordPress. But uh, I was going to do that or Vimeo. I'm not interested in YouTube. I don't want comments. I think we've it's I've established on the site there that there's no comments on the site. I don't want to introduce comments. And maybe I'd get more hits if I went with YouTube videos, but I'm I'm not interested in going that way. I'm not going to hit the mark where I'm going to get ad revenue. So what's the, what's the point? Why water it down? Anyway, 
after all that. Let's get to the blurb here. Will Eisner's A Contract with God, one of the most influential graphic novels of all time, reproduced at one-to-one size from the original art. This deluxe slipcase, two-volume hardcover set, contains full-size, full-color reproductions of Eisner's unpublished pencil layouts in one volume and his finished inks in the companion volume. It was released with Kitchen Sink Books, a Dark Horse imprint, May 30th, 2018. A 10 by 13, 416 pages between the two books, 195 US. Um, I've got links here for you can order from Things from Another World or Amazon. And let's get into it. Um, stunning, awesome, wonderful. Um, Maybe one of my favorite artist edition format books. Uh, up there in the top five for sure. It's not taking the place of the uh, Will Eisner's The Spirit Artist Editions because I just I love Eisner's work, first of all. And I love The Spirit. And that I just, uh, the stories are awesome. But this, to see the, uh, you know, I, I mentioned the review here that uh, I was really skeptical when this was released. And I think I talked about it on the podcast. What do we need a book for pencils for? Why do we need a separate book for inks? This is a small size, $200 basically. It's a lot of money. What am I going to get with this? And that's, uh, you know, once I had the book out, of the, I open the slipcase, slide the books out. You start to look at it and you say, now I get it. I understand why this needed to be published. I understand why it's available in the two volumes, and you understand just the significance of this work. It's uh, you know to see Eisner's pencils that were you know unpublished, they're awesome, and to what the de- how he does the detail, how he did the he did the dialogue, and uh, what you know, and as well what changed between the pencils and the inks. It's interesting the the, the, uh, the differences that come up, and what I appreciate about the books is there's a there's a good amount of written material in the books as well. So I, I, I hesitate to say ancillary, but uh, there's introductions, there's afterwards, there's um, just a ton of material. And Dennis Kitchen, uh, co- I don't know if he's co-publisher with John Lind of Kitchen Sink Books or, but uh, long time Kitchen Sink guy. Um, worked with Eisner, published material, knew Eisner well. Uh, he gives his insight in, uh, I think it's the Inked book, on what were the differences between the pencils and inks, and he makes some great points. And so if you know things, if you don't want to pick up things yourself, I recommend reading the book. Um, I don't know, you may want to read the Inked version, then read his What Are the Differences, and then go back to the pencils and then start going through and seeing what is the technique? What does he did? It's you know, it's a surprising amount of detail Eisner put into the pencils, and then when you look at them with the inks, they just uh, he's it's it's awesome. Uh, the production of the book is really top notch. Uh, same people that did the uh, Frank Miller Sin City Curators Collection, uh, cloth spine, beautiful sewn binding, really heavy paper stock. Uh, the books stay open nicely. Um, there are page numbers, which I, I you know, I, I love page numbers. I'm always anxious for page numbers, and I'm always complaining about like the IDW's artist editions that have pay, that have an indexes with page numbers, but no page numbers on the pages. Now this book has page numbers, but there <laughs> there's no table of contents. So um, I was using the page numbers to go back and forth between the pencil and ink version, you know, and they don't line up exactly all the way through. But uh, the afterwards, like uh, Dennis Kitchen's afterwards about, he's talking about this, this, what was changed here, what was changed here, and he gives page numbers. So that's a nice reference. And it's also just there's uh, there's wide margins. The, the book, uh, the art was produced on 8.5 by 11 paper. And then Eisner did the artwork on 8.5 by 11 vellum, the inks. And then he 
pasted that. He cut them when needed, or he pasted them onto Bristol board, and that's how it was produced. There was he, he knew the whole time he was going to produce this material for a six by nine inch format. So even an eight by half by eleven, he's working larger than the published size. But um, I really encourage anyone of any fans of this format to take advantage of this book and pick it up. Um, there is a signed and numbered version, and that's $295. I mean, if you want to wait three years, um, you'll probably see it on some sort of clearance on Amazon, but if you're a fan of Eisner, please don't wait that long, or you're a fan of this material, pick it up. Support uh, Kitchen Sink Books, and uh, let's encourage them to keep producing. Now, John Lind did contact me a while ago and asked if I wanted to... Um, if uh, I wanted to get an insight onto the book from him that uh, I could publish on the site, and I said gladly, so I'm going to reach out to him again and uh, ask him if he's still interested in doing that because I'd like to put a follow-up uh, to this and get more of his thoughts on the book and where possibly uh, uh, Kitchen Sink Books and the uh, Curator's Collection uh, are going. I know he's uh, working on the, another Mark Schultz book, but I'm so, I'm so crossing my fingers and hoping that we're going to see a spirit edition. There's more spirit stories out there. I see them coming up on auctions. I see them being sold. They're, so they're, I know they're there. So there's more material available. Please let another spirit artist edition format book be published. Uh, that's the reviews uh, for this month. Let's look at my uh, roster of what we talk about. I think that's about it for this month. I'm a bit short. I went a bit along last month. Let me uh, let me do my wrap up and spiel here. Um, all this material can be found that I've discussed at aeindex.org. I'm on Facebook, uh, facebook.com/artistseditionindex. We're on Twitter at aeindex. Um, oh, I'm still doing the ums. Well, thankfully, I'm not sniffling right now because my allergy medication seems to be working. I do have a Patreon. If you're a fan of the site and like what I'm doing, especially I think most people enjoy the index that I maintain, uh, please support us. Uh, I only have one level for people, and that's a dollar. I have advertising levels of 1500 if you'd like to be on my newsletter or the website. But uh, anything, a dollar or more, you'd like to support me monthly, I would be so thankful for that. As well, if you're uh, not interested in Patreon but you'd like to support the site, I have uh, affiliate links for every book, and that uh, will get me uh, a few percentage points on a book if you buy it from Amazon or things from another world. So if you like the site and you'd like to support us, there's two options. Coming up in July, um, well, there's only the one book. There's the Lone Wolf and Cub being released for sure, Gallery Edition, and then there's Possibles. Uh, later on, I'm hoping, the, I think the Jack Kirby Heroes and Monsters is going to be on schedule because uh, of the one book that IDW has kept, has solicited and shipped on time are those Kirby books last year, the Fantastic Four Kirby books. I'm thinking the same thing's going to happen with this Kirby book, Heroes and Monsters. Scott Denver showed a photo on Facebook that he had a sample, so I'm hoping that all meets the schedule and we'll see that July 18th. Starlin's uh, Cosmic book is also on the 18th. I don't think that's going to ship. IDW's never shipped two on the same day. And then, of course, we have uh, Thicker Than Blood, which is a Kickstarter. Um, I filled out my info for Kickstarter. I just checked Kickstarter this week, and it said they're waiting for the books to arrive from the printer, which I assume is overseas, probably China, maybe Korea. So that hasn't come in yet. I, d 
I don't think we're going to, we may see that at the end of July, but let's keep our fingers crossed. A lot of material um, solicited and coming up in the next coming months. Um, let's hope they don't slip too far and we when we get this stuff. All right, that's all. Thank you for listening and we'll see you uh, on the site.